it's Shay, the communication specialist at the Today Center, and you're listening to the Life Changes channel. Hi, uh, this is Linda, and I'm also from the Today Center, which is short for the Today Family Violence Help Center, and we're on Life Changes channel with one of our very dear friends, Dina. Life comes with many changes. Some are expected, some are unexpected, some positive, some challenging. But you don't have to navigate them alone. There are people who care and want to help. You're in the right place because I'm here to connect you with them. What is your next step? Making choices that involve change can be difficult. Where can you find the resources who have answers for your questions? Our team of experts and professionals can help you make informed decisions with less stress to help you manage these changes in your life easier. You'll also meet people just like you who share their stories to encourage you not to give up. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thank you for joining me today on the Life Changes channel podcast, where we'll cover topics around life changes that you might be facing in your career and education, health, finances, relationships, parenting, aging, real estate, lifestyle, loss, and personal growth. This show started out as a Divorce Magazine Canada podcast, but so much of the content could also apply even if you aren't dealing with a divorce or separation. So now it's Life Changes Channel. There will still be lots of information to support you or someone you care about who is dealing with divorce or separation. I encourage you to go back and meet all the incredible guests in the earlier episodes. There is so much gold there. And hey, did you know we have a YouTube channel, a new Life Changes channel, and free magazines with articles from our team available across much of Alberta, as well as on our website, lifechangesmag.com. We also hold online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome. Check out the links in the show notes and be sure to join us. We love bringing experts to you please refer to our terms of service available on our website, lifechangesmag.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. Ready? Here we go. Hope in Hell is a series here on the podcast where I introduce you to people who've either been in abusive situations or are healing from that, as well as the organizations that are supporting people and families and creating safe spaces in our community. And today I'm joined by two of those people, Linda and Shay, who both work with the team at the Today Center. And we are talking about disrupting the stigma around domestic abuse, domestic violence, the misunderstandings, misconceptions that are out there, and how these conversations are gonna go a long way to making a difference. Let's meet them now. Hi ladies, thank you for joining me today. I'm super excited to, and I say this to all my guests, like I'm super excited, but I really like, you guys are extra special. Um, I love the collaborations that we have been doing and we have more coming up that we're gonna tell the listeners about. The work that the Today Center does is just phenomenal. It's so encouraging. And I'm, I'm gonna let you guys explain what it is that, that you're all about and what you do and and then tell us a bit about yourself and and the why for the what's brought you to the work that you're doing 
Yeah, so the Today Center, as Linda mentioned, is uh, short for the Today Family Violence Help Center. And we're a family violence help center located on the west end of Edmonton that serves those in our community who are experiencing family violence or abuse. And we essentially provide our clients um, from a variety of situations, whether they've left their relationship or not, uh, with safety planning, emotional support, uh, risk assessments for keeping themselves or children's or pets safe within them, and um, connections to resources beyond assistance with family violence. So we essentially connect our clients to, we have connections with over 300 other organizations in and around Edmonton, and we can assist them in kind of a warm handoff, as we like to call it. And so that way they don't have to re-traumatize themselves or we share their story if they don't need to or don't want to. And this way it's kind of, everyone gets the best care that they need that's very holistically embodied within that. And I'll, I'll add to that um, also, we help all adults, so anyone over 18, and, and we really want to stress the fact that that is all human. So men, women, um, anyone in a, a marginalized community or feel like they are um, LGBTQ+, to S, all of that, we are here to help people and meet them where they are in that moment. So... One of the things that um, I truly appreciate about this organization is when someone calls in, they can meet with a family violence specialist pretty much right away in however they want to do that by phone or in person or um, Zoom. So what I really like about it, though, is that regardless of what your situation is, they're not there to tell you what you need to do. They're there to work with you, talk with you and together find out what is that first immediate step so maybe it's just answering that question that she like this happened this happened is that abuse maybe it's just answering that yes it is and then educating a little bit about that or maybe the person um, wants to leave but doesn't really know what to do um, let's talk about you know what are the risks they assess risks for domestic homicide for example they may talk about a safety plan. And mind you, there are safety plans both to leave and to stay because in some cases, or maybe many, we don't know for sure, it can be um, safer to stay in that relationship at that moment than it is to leave. Um, but it, it also it also just might be, um, they've been living in their car for, for a week because they did leave. And now, that might be, okay, let's figure out where we can get you situated, where you're going to have housing, you're safe in that way. And then we can take a breath and then we can start the rest. Right now, this is where we need to start. And the beauty of what Shay mentioned about the uh, over 300 uh, agencies, partner agencies throughout that we're um, connected with is, like she said, from that point, that client doesn't have to keep going here there and everywhere to repeat their story now they work with our family violence specialists who with those linking protocols can now connect with someone say in housing or connect with somebody who who can help them with that specific um, starting point so to speak and i think for um and we know for a lot of of clients i mean that's just the best way to describe it i feel like it's like okay now you can just breathe okay now breathe because we're going to take care of that so we can at least start now figuring out what the next steps are after that. It's great. What I love about the support that you offer is 
that people can come in at any stage, you know, if they're even just concerned about the situation they're living in, but they aren't really convinced that it's abuse and they would just like to be able to explore that with someone in a safe space that you offer that because unfortunately a lot of people have either grown up or been in this so long that that they're just they're actually not sure and there's no shame in that there's no judgment in that not at all not not at all and in fact I mean um uh, I was talking earlier I've been on both sides of the coin with this and Honestly, I didn't even realize that there is a healthy, unhealthy and abusive relationship. Like, so even just thinking about it in that spectrum, um, that isn't, it's a bit of a game changer when you start to really understand the difference in kind of where you are. And that's why I want to also mention we do public education uh, workshops as well, um, because there's so many of us out there that we're very aware that this is a very you know, growing issue again, but we we don't know enough about it. We don't know how to help a loved one or help uh, if we recognize something or whatever. So we are also offering um, public education, which is great. And right now, one of the things our education specialist is, is working with our like high school students too, and learning more about prevention and giving them those initial kind of uh, preventative uh, information, just things that they can start to think about and talk about within themselves that they maybe didn't even realize could be happening. I mean, we can use the example of locker room talk, or we can use the example of, of um, someone reading your texts and telling you, you know, you can't talk to that person or whatever. But the whole key to this, I think, is um, prevention and education and we're really starting to focus on that and the intervention part. Um, we don't want it to get to the reaction part where there's a need for shelter or there's um, the risk for domestic homicide is so high and, and it's escalating. Um, there, The fact is about 6% of victims actually end up or are able to go or want to go to a, um, a shelter, like 6%. So the other 94, whatever percent, they're the people, they're all of us who are just kind of not really sure what to do in this moment, whether or not you understand what's happening or not. There's also a lot of factors involved because everybody is different. Every situation is different. You can't, we can't blanket it and say, well, why didn't you leave? Or why didn't you? There are so many personal reasons. And honestly, the stat is it can take up to seven or 10 times before anyone actually leaves for good if they do. So um, I, I just, I, I just believe that education and prevention is part of a huge ticket for maybe seeing some changes in the next uh, couple of generations. And I'm not trying to be negative by saying that couple of generations, but I'm being realistic, but I, I do believe conversations like this and um, what we're going to be doing with our event that's coming up in a couple of weeks, which you're our keynote speaker, Dina. Um, we're disrupting the stigma and we're kind of putting it out there about um, what exactly do we mean by that and how can everybody, whether you're a victim or you've experienced it or you haven't, how can we kind of come together and in a safe space ask questions, offer help, or just tell your story, whatever it might be. 
love how all-encompassing your approach is because um first place i very much believe that we need to quit just pulling people out of the river we need to go upstream and i love that with the education pieces that you're offering and the preventative measures that you're taking to try and create that culture change which yes that does take a generation or two uh, to to change that because say for instance the kids in the schools you know they're what they're seeing modeled for them could very much be you know they don't realize that that's abusive or that there's coercive control that is being uh taught or modeled and that's what they're seeing and so when we when we get in there and disrupt that those thoughts and that process and also address that the stigma you know we we have seen some changes in stigmas already then we know we are capable as communities of you know single parents that used to be uh, divorce disabilities mental health there's so many things we talk about more openly now and encourage people to be educated around that uh, has made a big difference and and this is this is another front that we're making those changes in um, really exciting. Shay, tell us more about this event that's coming up, please. Yeah, for sure. So it's, um, we're hosting it on November 23rd in the morning. It's a breakfast at the Delta Hotels Edmonton Center Suites. And we're essentially disrupting the stigma. And what that looks like and what we're kind of tackling in that conversation is addressing the preconceptions and assumptions that we hold about the realities of what it looks like to be a victim of family violence. And that ties into all these complex and moving pieces about every individual's unique situation with abuse and whether that is they have a place to go after they've left or if they don't want to leave or if they are in the middle of a divorce within that or if they have custody to think about or pets to think about and about within those conversations it's thinking about how people react to someone's story and how we how we perceive the victim or the perpetrator to be and we always automatically assume that it's oh someone who's broken or someone who's weak and we think that as soon as they've left they have the freedom to celebrate and move on with their lives but within those it's there's so much more to family violence beyond just being abused there's there's emotional ties there's again, custody things to think about. There is divorce to think about. There's separating finances. And there's so many moving pieces to, to the conversation that we're really hoping to address within our breakfast. And so within that, so we're having that conversation and we're also going to be having a comedian to kind of stigma bust and kind of bring some lighthearted entertainment to that. And her own story is as a survivor of family violence herself as well. We're, we're hoping to to lighten the mood around understanding that it's an open conversation. We're not just here to make it seem like it's a final final conversation or for people to have panic around the situation, but that is, it is a moving conversation and it's it's continuing on forward. Why do you yeah. for tackling this? Because yes, that's what the Today Center is about, is supporting people and bringing more awareness, but to keep bringing this conversation up let's make it a conversation that we can have with people yes it's cringy and awkward well so are a lot of other things but we still need to address this because the only way that it is going to be seen and 
well, reduced, hopefully. I don't know, we can 100% eradicate it. But to see these people, to actually reach out and know from a, a better understanding, because we are bravely sharing our stories, that others can empathize better and be more open to um, understanding that it's not easy to just leave. Some people don't realize what they're living in. And it's, it's really tricky. It's, and it's on an individual basis. So, you know, there's so, I, I feel like there's so much judgment and that's part of that stigma is um, people see it as a choice. And Linda, you mentioned this in one of our conversations recently that, uh, you know, people think, well, this is, this is a choice and you're allowing this to happen to you. Now, in certain regards, yes, it's a choice. However, it is not an easy choice. It's not an obvious choice. And sometimes people don't even realize they're making that choice by um, by staying and tolerating it because they they just feel like they they deserve to be treated that way. That's maybe how they grew up. That's all they've known. And now they feel so beaten down that they just think, well, this is my life. I'm just going to have to tough my way through it. I've been there. And, and it's, it's uh, I also, sorry, I also, I also think too that in many cases, um, it can be about being targeted as well, based on kind of um, your, your um, character traits together. I want to make a point about, about um, creating safe spaces for everybody to be able to talk about their experience. And I'm not not including perpetrators. There are a lot of wounded and very unacknowledged and invalidated people. I'm not condoning it, but I, I really, this is part of the conversation. You know, we can't just speak about one side and not acknowledge the other. I have a son in his 20s and I, I never want him, and we've talked about it, to feel like, this whole issue is about him or men or, or, you know, all of this kind of for, for their side as well. And for some of the perpetrators, I'm obviously talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, psychopathy, but people are, especially for men, they have never even been allowed to have had an experience or to have had, you know, um, growing up in a, in a horrific environment, they're supposed to suck it up, move on, and they get invalidated if they're even talking about it. So I just want to make the point that this is about all humans and being able to create safer spaces for, for the whole spectrum so that if you're going to be opening up about your story, maybe there's a perpetrator who's like, I do that. And I didn't even, I honestly didn't realize I was being like that. Obviously many are, uh, we're not talking narcissists, like where they specifically know what they're doing, but I just, I guess I just want to uh, make sure that we talk about that part as well, because one of the things our breakfast last year, we talked about was men as allies as well. And the reason we focused on that wasn't because men are the only ones that are like uh, the bad guys in this situation, but it was more about understanding that we need to have everybody acknowledge this, this issue for things to change. 
And in many ways, um, once we can have better male role models or female role models or whatever it might be, um, that is also, it's going to, ch to change the spectrum. It's going to move the dial, I think, into our future. If, if, if young people are only seeing what they see and hearing what they hear, some cases we have to understand they, they don't know any better. Doesn't mean they're ignorant or whatever, but they just honestly, if you've been raised in something like that, let's just have some understanding that there is some education that needs to happen. And that it's just not an assumption right away that, that you're, anyone is a terrible evil person. They may need help as well. I'm really happy. It's not a popular it. thought, but I'm just. You no, know, I'm happy you mentioned it because um, a concept that I've really, really wanting to emphasize more and more lately, and actually it was Dr. Jody Carrington that mentioned it on on the podcast, was how we should stop and ask instead of how could you do that. What has happened to you? What what has happened to you? And when we have some compassion around that, when we educate and we when we know better we have an opportunity to do better and i think that's very important part of the conversation it's not just on the, on the one side of how do we support those who are experiencing abuse but how can we support the the ones who are the perpetrators and and help them to understand and help them to heal and you know hurt people hurt others and unfortunately there's a lot of hurting people out there and and that again can is part of this culture change. Uh, totally agree. I would say it's um it's disrupting the the stigma around also the fact that a lot of things are internalized by by victims of family violence. And when the general public approach or the system's approach is to say, well, you provoked the bear or you um, chose to stay or you you know like those assumptions that it's always so easy for them to just leave and up and get away and be safe they internalize that to say that well I, I guess I because I'm staying or because it's safer for me to stay I'm I'm I must have chosen or done something to deserve this and there's a lot of, and this thing is too, there's a lot of power and control within that in relationships with the perpetrator. And there's a lot of manipulation into isolating the victim from their supports that would have otherwise pointed out that they have, there's a safe space for you. And, and we can talk about this and that we can have those conversations. Yeah. I, I want to also, this is huge. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. What? Oh, I, I just based on what Shay was saying, um, it kind of made me think about, you know, some myths and busting some myths around um, how we perceive or what we like what you were just saying, Shay, about <clears throat> make, maybe it's my choice. Maybe I'm doing this. And how could this happen to me? I'm I'm this, I'm that, I'm educated or I'm, I, you know, I, whatever it might be. Um, it doesn't matter. Abuse violence and abuse it, it doesn't have any borders right it doesn't have it doesn't it, a lot I've actually had people um with good intention but think that it's just lower uh income uh individuals that need to seek social assistance and so that's 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 who it is 
And that couldn't be further from the truth, to be honest. But the thing is, is that when you are, it doesn't matter what neighborhood you're living in and how much money you have, if you are being controlled financially as just one of the um, ways that uh, abusers can control someone else, you don't have access. So when, and if you are able to leave and escape, you have to seek social assistance. So I think like, let's put that to bed right now. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how educated you are or not, what color your skin, what what culture, what it doesn't matter. If that is going to be something that another person wants to do, that will happen. And I want to address the fact that, well, why didn't you leave? It's your choice. And the thing is, is that what we see or about the, the violence and the abuse doesn't compare to the manipulation and all the good times and the, the you know, oh, the honeymoon period, if you want to call it that, which I, I don't, but it, it's what we can at least understand. There's so much of that in the background. And the hope is always that 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 will come like that'll come again. The truth is for abusers and in, in my understanding is that nice part isn't the real part which we strive to keep getting back the real is often um the need to control right and all of that is part of why it's so confusing now you throw kids into that like she said isolation where do you go there's just so many factors and i and i just like to say if everybody if we could all just learn to disrupt that one in particular and just not put a label on who it can happen to or who can be a perpetrator or who can be a victim or whatever. I think that right there opens up a huge scope for uh, greater understanding and learning for everybody. Yeah, I think that's powerful when we look at it that way because it feels more convenient to just class that it's happening over in this segment of the population, but no. It's, it's everywhere. And I want to add too that those, you're talking about those honeymoon or those sweet phases, that's part of the control. It, it's just, just give you enough to keep you there and keep you hopeful and keep you um, optimistic that, you know, oh, they're just having a bad day. This is actually their real personality and this is the real situation, but it's actually part of the control to keep you there. Well, part of the dance that, that, that occurs and and unfortunately, um, it's that hit of what you really, the expectation of what you want to like to believe. I think we all do, right? It's just not the reality, but you've been trained or use whatever word you want to like yeah, live for those hits, right? That, that's a bad word, uh, to live for those moments of peace. Well, and it reinforces in us that we've you know we aren't judging ourselves as harshly because we're like oh yeah see this is why I'm here this is why I've stayed because there's these this is really the real person this is who I you know fell in love with or why I'm in this relationship and it gives ourselves some grace for staying um and you know feel like okay well this this there's hope you know I'll stick around and won't judge myself so harshly for this so I think there's a lot of very uh important things that we've shared here today I really appreciate that that you two were able to come on and um 
how can people get more information about the event? I'll obviously share all of the links in the show notes. So if anybody's interested in the workshops that are available and contacting the Today Center and being involved, I, I understand you're always open to volunteers and, and other partner organizations that can help support. And um, But the event, tell us more, Shay, about how people can talk yeah, about so we really hope um, that you'll just get involved in the conversation by coming to learn more and bring awareness to this and to to move forward with it. And so you can actually purchase tickets just simply by going to our website at www.thetodaycenter.ca. And right there on the front page, if you scroll down a little bit, is a, a big get your tickets now um, button you can click and it'll take you to our event page and you can buy tickets for just $75 a person. Or we also encourage if you have a lot of people that you'd like to bring along and uh, continue the conversation with forward, you can purchase a table of eight for 525. And so we are always looking for people to join us more and we hope that people can make it up on November 23rd. And if anyone's also, looking I, as a sponsor, is I was just going to say <laughs> yesterday we, we were, we were, um, just so lucky we uh, we we got uh, preferred client services, which are really great friends of ours. They sponsored the parking for downtown. So now, add on, you don't have to pay for parking. Wow. That is just so generous and kind. Yes. And um, just to say that yesterday we received financial sponsorship. We could always use some more help that way. Um, anything that we can do to cover costs and make some money that's going to go right back to what we're trying to achieve here, which is serving clients and uh, educating the public and um, finding everybody to move towards a better place. So come, it's going to be great. Plus Dina's going to be there. So it's going to be <laughs> fabulous. And um, we just hope to see you there. And if not, Maybe even consider uh, buying a ticket or something for someone else and letting them go and pay it forward. Whatever works for you. Yeah, and if you aren't able to support in that way, there's always there's ongoing ways to support. Absolutely. Work. It's not always about money. We value time and um, others' um, experiences and uh, education as well. I love it. Thank you so much for having Come on today telling us about the work of the Today Center and we will be having you back on because this is a conversation that needs to continue happening. We're going to practice what we preach and make sure that we have lots of opportunities for educating and supporting. Our thank you for having us, Tina. Yes, thank you so much. My pleasure. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through whatever life changes you're facing. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, lifechangesmag.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine and Channel and Divorce Resource Groups are intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information 
The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada, Life Changes Magazine, and Life Changes Channel, as well as the Divorce Resource Groups, do not constitute endorsements for, nor liability, for any claims made in the presenting of this information.